At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Sports betting landscape from coast to coast. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. We begin our number three, Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds here at fabulous Circa Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. Some drama in the golf. Fabulous Circus Sportsbook, by the way, reacted to that touchdown for the oh, Raiders. Yes. A nice little scramble, broken play by Jared, Jared Stidham. Can he play, or is this just... Well, I mean, get, look, it, it's against second-unit guys, but <laughs> nevertheless, Stidham is familiar with the system, as we talked about earlier, yeah. and I think there's something to be said for that. And look, the Patriots kept him on the roster all those years for a reason, mm-hmm. because they, I think they like what they saw, even though they didn't think he was good enough to be the starter. But nevertheless, it is 10 to nothing. Uh, Raiders, I believe. Uh, I'm trying to get a live price for you on BetMGM. Ten and if you a want to half, I live. think, now for the Raiders. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, looking at that, because BetMGM, by the way, they're offering live opportunities, and there are live opportunities in the preseason. You know, especially, like, if you get a really high-scoring first half, yeah. then you're getting those threes and those fours late. You know, then you can maybe go with some in-game unders. Those have kind of worked out at least a little bit so far, but right now, 11 and a half, 39 and a half on the total. As uh, Will Zalatoris misses another fairway. He's missing on fairways. He's still tied for the lead there. By the way, I just want to give a shout out to you. Last year, you and I did the green zone together here at VEASAN. And your adjustments at halftime were amazing. Like you're, you're really in tune with that. And that is a skill well, where, where you, can, you can actually, as you're mentioning, in the end game and certainly at halftime, reprice these things. And I thought you did that better well, than Well, I appreciate that. Part of it is game flow, but part of it, too, is if you're reading the screen, you know, if you have a line screen, if you have a uh, Don Best yes. or Unabated, or even if it's the free odds at vcin.com or some other sites, uh, you know, some you can pay a service for depending on what you're betting and you can get them real time. A lot of these free line services are like maybe a five minute delay, but still, you know, that gives you enough time at least for second halves. For an in game, obviously, you got to be right on it Boy. like that in, in that minute. But a lot of it is reading the market and just kind of looking, okay. Which books, some books are sharper than others and where they're kind of leaning or where they're seeing money or what you anticipate. You know, if you get people betting like a lot of overs and it's, you know, a slow start in the first half, they're going to chase. Yeah. So sometimes that'll get that number out of whack and you can come back the other way on the under. So it's just kind of it's a lot of it is market reading. And that's that's I think. And, and Las Vegas, that's Chris Zanuck points this out. He comes on with Gil Alexander all the time on a numbers game right here on VSIN. And he points out. Yeah, reading the market is just something, and sometimes you can find winners. Like, 
don't be a slave to the line screen right. necessarily and believe that every move, okay, okay, that move's a sharp move. Right. Not all of them are. <laughs> That's right. But, you know, at least it gives you an idea, I think, of what you're looking at and, you know, what betters and what people in the market are thinking. So that total now is 40 and a half. Raiders 10 and a half with that 10 nothing lead here as they begin the second quarter. Uh, we mentioned earlier that uh, we almost had baseball history today with another perfect game. It did not happen. Haven't had one in over a decade but maybe the second biggest surprise of the day is what just happened to the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. They just got two hit shut out by the Royals. They did. In yeah, KC. Dodgers, big $2 favorite, $2 plus favorite on the road. Nice job by Brady Singer. He's been kind of a, you know, not a lot to write home about about the Royals this year, 47 and 68. But six innings pitch, only gave up one hit, seven strikeouts against three walks. So, uh, you know, Dodgers, Tyler Anderson, I think, was due for a little regression, even though he didn't pitch terribly mm-hmm. today. But this is a guy because... These Dodger pitchers, some of them, they can get away with not being perfect because when you have a lineup Man. with Betts and Turner and Freeman and Muncie and Bellinger and all these guys, you can get away with that. But nevertheless, that is four to nothing. Uh, a couple other final scores too. Tampa Bay did close that out, by the way, four to one. Rasmussen does not get the complete game, but perfecto through eight innings, great outing. Uh, three to one, Miami, or excuse me, Atlanta over Miami. Uh, Michael Harris, uh, the second, is the one that tied that game. He's, I think, going to win the Rookie of the Year in the National League. So three to one for Atlanta, seven to two Indians over the Toronto Blue Jays, six three Houston over Oakland. They've been beating up on the poor A's mm-hmm. all year, and then six to three St. Louis over the Milwaukee Brewers. Double double bomb day for Albert Pujols, two home runs. I'm getting some chatter here from the likes of Michael Kim back in in Chicago, big Cardinals guys, and like, can he get this 700? Mm-hmm. No, but, I mean this is it for Albert, right? Yeah, I think he's already pretty much sent into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I think he's going. So uh, I don't think we need to get carried away, but still, see, great to see uh, King Albert there getting it done today. We mentioned uh, right now, Will Zalatoris in that tie with Sepp Straka uh, at the uh, St. Jude championship and i had said during the last segment that i thought shooter mcgavin was the last person to fire a caddy mm-hmm. mid-tour you already knew uh, in the lpga that we've had this situation happen apparently elliot bowman our producer doing yeoman's work here it's happened more often than i yes. would have been led to believe grayson murray did it at the wells fargo in 2017 grayson murray is kind of an erratic personality shall we say and i'm just keeping keeping it clean here for uh for the audience but Follow him on Twitter. Oh, he's a, he's a, he's not the most well-liked, so, by the way, on the PGA Tour. So that didn't surprise you? No. 2015, Robert Allenby, for those that might remember Robert, the Australian, fired his caddy mid-round during the Canadian Open. Robert Allenby's had some ups and downs in his personal life to battle with some alcoholism. Yep. So he's been, a, he's been a little bit of a hot-tempered guy. So when, when Elliot gave me those names, I was like, man, that does not surprise me. Then here's the one role reversal that I was not expecting. And this is where Elliot just shines going down this rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. So everybody knows Danny Willett from winning the Masters. Yes. Right? Gets the green jacket. He's a made man now, right? In 2017 at the RBC Heritage, his caddy, Jonathan Smith, he said, Danny Willett, accused his caddy of giving him a bad yardage, which is what Shooter McGavin did in Happy Gilmore. Mm-hmm. Like, five iron iron, you're fired. Yeah. So he's a, he, he said, I'm accusing you, sir, of deliberately giving me a bad number. Yeah. Why a caddy would ever do that, I have no idea why. Jonathan Smith took offense at the accusation, so guess what he did mid-round? Got on his plane and went back to England. Mm-hmm. 
Now, this story has a happy ending. He doesn't need that rubbish. <laughs> the story is happy ending because they've been reunited in 2021. I don't know if he's still in the bag with Danny Willett, but how about that? Cooler, oh, you said, cooler heads prevail. You said what? You said this? Oh, fine. <laughs> well, then carry your own bag. And by the way, uh, when Robert Allenby did it in 2015, when he fired his caddy, mm-hmm. a fan carried his bag. Mm-hmm. That'd be kind of cool. Until you realize how heavy it is. Yeah. You know, I, don't wanna, I didn't sign up for this. You going to pay me? <laughs> so, so that's going down the rabbit hole here of uh, the caddies and firing of said caddies. Because Will Zaltoris fired his caddy uh, mid-round uh, just a couple weeks ago. And right now he's tied for the lead with Straka. But I believe Straka might have found a little problem here at 15. Let's see what's going on there. We'll keep you updated with the prices. I mentioned that we wanted to get in some of these uh, fader follows here in the NFL and whether or not you look at some of these numbers and some of these these uh, props that BetMGM has, and whether or not you want to fade or follow. And then these are in the pop- popular categories of Coach of the Year and Comeback Player of the Year, you know, uh, Offensive Player of the Year, those sort of things. Do you discount the shortest names on the board, or do you think if there's still value, even though it's the shortest number, it's still playable? Yeah, I think just because it's the shortest price doesn't mean it necessarily doesn't have value, okay. you know, so... I don't think that you can necessarily get into that. I don't do a ton of awards bets. And I think, you know, if you're going to do them, maybe you want to take some longer shots just to get some number equity. And Mm -hmm. I know, uh, you know, like some of the MVPs, obviously, you know, you're never going to get a real total bargain necessarily on the Mahomeses and and those guys and Brady and Rodgers. So that's why I've seen a lot of people that I respect. They've been taking Carr and Mm -hmm. Cousins, you know, kind of that second – yeah. Or third group of quarterbacks, because I think it's more of a quarterback award. And that's why you see, like, Offensive Player of the Year, Jonathan Taylor is the favorite at 9-1. to one. And I think you can understand based on the numbers, even though one thing to keep in mind with the Colts, they don't want to use him as much as they did last year because they, they had, I believe, uh, you know, one of the highest run rates in the league, and that was a lot during the regular season late because they didn't trust Carson Wentz no. and his decision-making. Wasn't that his numbers were bad, his decisions were bad, but... That's why I think you want to keep an eye on that, you know, and listen to what these guys tell, you know, sometimes they'll, they'll pull a fast one and they'll lie to the media, but sometimes they'll be candid where they'll say, yeah, we want to use this guy a little bit less this year and not put so much wear and tear. I'm just for the, to conclude this part of the segment, we might carry it over because we have a lot of names I want to get to. I wonder if you'd fade or follow one guy in particular. It's a guy who's never gotten an MVP vote, Mm -hmm. which is astounding. It's Russell Wilson. So now he's in a new place in Denver. Broncos up. I don't know what he's going to say this year. But he's the biggest liability out there yeah. at 14 to 1. Yeah, because there were some, like, I think before this trade was made and, and even a little bit after, there were some 25 to 1s out there and whatnot. So that's not really a surprise that, wow, Russell Wilson is getting that much of a price. And look, still 14 to 1, not one of the favorites necessarily. Well, would you fade or follow him? Because I look at it and I go, I got to look at the division first before mm-hmm. I really look at it and see if there's a pathway to MVP. It's going to be a tough division. And I know they, the Broncos might have the best defense of the lot, so he's going to face that defense and practice iron sharpening iron. The Raiders might have the second best defense. I, I know the Chargers look better on paper with some of the acquisitions they've made, and the Chiefs, I would think, maybe have the fourth best defense in this division. Is it good enough? Is he good enough, Russell, in that offense? to be able to overcome some of these good defenses so they don't make them look bad in a, in a big, overarching well, I, well, MVP I think race. Well, all four of these offenses in the NFC West are going to be pretty damn good. Right. Uh, Raiders, Chargers, Chiefs, we know, and I think Broncos. Uh, 
Broncos always are able to run the ball. It doesn't matter like who who the what the coaches are, what mm-hmm. personnel they have. They always find a way to run the ball. I certainly think they're going to do that. Uh, Wilson, obviously, an upgrade there at quarterback. So look, uh, I'm not necessarily following because I missed a little bit of the number. And keep in mind, these awards markets they're going to adjust throughout the season. Yep. So you know, if you miss a number, it still may come back to you. And these are going to adjust based on week to week, based on market perception, all the content, including including us here at Beeson in the space discussing this. So, uh, you know, it's all about timing necessarily and not just, okay, picking the guy that you think is going to win. It's about timing the market. We'll get into some more of those numbers. By the way, the Vikings knocking on the door here. They've got a second and goal situation down 10 nothing in that game. We'll keep you updated there in the golf as well. Come on back. Betting Across America here on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. to learn more. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is betting across america on vsin the sports betting network It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today or stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Back alongside Wes Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. This is Betting Across America. I'm perplexed. Vikings had first and goal. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're getting, they're getting stomped a little bit. They got uh, fourth and goal, I believe, from the three. They kicked a 20-yard field goal. Yeah, I've got to get those points on the board early in the preseason. Set a tone. So the Raiders have kicked a 23-yard field goal. The Vikings have kicked a 20-yard field goal. Mm-hmm. What in the hell do these head coaches need to see with these kicking units that they don't trust that they can execute a 20 and 20 Yeah, I didn't know goal? there was really a kicking competition necessarily, but it is 10 to 3, 7.56 left to go, by the way. In the first half, I gave Bet MGM minus seven and a half, 37 and a half on the total. Uh, one quick update. I know we don't do a lot of this in yeah. terms of betting content. Uh, our gal Danielle Alvari kind of carries the banner for, for this league yes. on this network, and that is the WNBA. 
Aces go ahead and win and cover against the Seattle Storm. Las Vegas Aces, the number one seed in the Ooh. WNBA playoffs. Chicago Sky, number two. Connecticut Sun, three. Seattle Storm in Sue Bird's last season, mm-hmm. by the way. The number four seed. So WNBA season wraps up today. And by the way, uh, Will Zalatoris is back in the solo lead now, coming down the stretch here at the St. Jude. He's got a one-shot lead over Sepp Straka. Trey Mullenix did make a birdie after a bogey to get to 13 under. He's two, two off the lead, but he just yanked his tee ball there. When, they, when mm-hmm. the guys drop the club in the backswing. Yeah. Do you ever do that when you play golf? Well, I see some of these young guys doing it, like uh, uh, Ju Young, otherwise better known now as Tom Kim. That's like what he goes by. Now? You can just drop your club. Tom you Kim want. did that at the Wyndham a couple times last week, and he hit like darts to within like six or seven feet on approach. I mean, it's very Matsuyama esque because Matsuyama always does that. You see him have one club on the hand on the on the or one hand on the club during the backswing. And it's like, dude, you just hit it to 15 feet. You're looking at a decent birdie look. I, I, it looks cool to the kids. I mm-hmm. get it because it's in one motion, right? So off the tee ball normally, and then they just release it off mm-hmm. the back here, and then they just drop the club. I threw a seven iron once in North Carolina, wrapped it around a tree. I felt like such an idiot. It's mm-hmm. the only time I've ever thrown a club. I just won't do it. Yeah. Dropping a club is different from throwing a club. Yeah. But I don't know that we need to get into this trend. Yeah, no, you don't want to emulate that, kids. You know, if you're uh, no. if you're learning here, uh, don't just keep your hands on the club. That. I feel like an old man. Uh, we were talking about fade or follow with some of these awards at BetMGM. As we mentioned, that Russell Wilson right now uh, is fourteen to one, the biggest liability there. When you look at Offensive Player of the Year, Justin Jefferson is the biggest liability in Minnesota, and right now they're they're down ten to three in this game against the Raiders. Justin Jefferson's on record. He's like, man, our offense this year, mm-hmm. like we're going to be unstoppable. We've heard. I that. hope he's right because I bet that team for the division in the NFC North. Twelve to one to be the offensive player of the year. For those that really aren't aware, when you look at MVP versus offensive player of the year, because the MVP feels like an offensive only award. The last defensive player to win it was Lawrence Taylor back in the mid '80s. So it just doesn't happen historically. But it does feel like the MVP. Not that it's exclusively a quarterback-given award. Mm-hmm. Explain to people when they look at, well, why would I bet this versus MVP for an Offensive Player of the Year versus an MVP? Because we know MVP is obviously very quarterback biased. Yep. So it's it's hard for a running back. Uh, who was the last running back? Was it Peterson, oh I want to say? I mean, if Derrick Henry couldn't do it with over 2,000 yards, yeah. it's just it's really hard to do. You just don't see a lot of running backs, and you don't see a lot of receivers. So right. that's why they and have Cooper the Offensive Cup Player had a there. historic exactly. season last year and couldn't win it. Ex- exactly. And, I mean, there were people like, hey, why aren't we talking about him? And there was a little bit of buzz for a while for Jonathan Taylor, yeah. who led the league in not only rushing touchdowns but also rushing yards. But it is so hard. So that's why you look at the uh, – offensive POI basically and you know receivers no surprise that they're necessarily getting the support this is more of a passing league yep. even though you know you still can have running backs have great seasons like Henry a couple years ago like Jonathan Taylor so that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to w- win awards I think uh, you know I think to be a running back to win that award you got to be almost like Marshall Falk esque like well, you got to have a bunch of receiving yards sure. like they got to get you touches not just necessarily hand the ball off run it up the middle or try to get the corner. You got to get Emmett Smith back yeah, in the days. Yeah, you you got to have those type of years. Yeah, to you got to get catches out of the backfield. You got to be a dual threat running back. I think to win these awards. Now. Very, very quickly looking back at last year's MVP, Aaron Rodgers won it again, back to back. Right. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned the buzz about Cooper cup. Did they get it wrong? Now I know it's a regular season award, so you can't, you can't, I know it's hard to do because we saw what happened in the postseason with green Bay versus what we saw with Cooper cup. In the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. But I think you could really make an honest case 
that Cooper Cup was at least as valuable to his team as Aaron Rodgers was to the Packers. Yeah. Right? And and when you have a historic year wide receiver and still can't win it, that's why it goes into the Offensive Player of the Year. Well, and, and look at the uh, MVP, by the way. I think I was right. It was 2012. Adrian Peterson was oh. the last non-quarterback. And then LaDainian Tomlinson in 2006. Sean Alexander in 2005 for the Seahawks. But it's been pretty much quarterbacks. Marshall Falk, by the way, who I just mentioned, did it unanimously in 2000. But... You're just, it's more of a passing league now yeah. in terms of, you know, the fact that they're enforcing this illegal contact. Why do you think these quarterbacks like throw it up for grabs? Oh, man. You know, to try to get pass interference calls because they know that they're going to get them. Yep. And they know that they, you know, the defense's hand, hands are tied here. So that's why I think because the rules are such that it's more of a passing league. I know Mike Pereira, uh, former head of officiating mm -hmm. in the NFL, now with Fox, he was on with Mitch and Paul on Follow the Money last week. And he said that is going to be a point of emphasis. You've already seen it a little bit in the preseason with the illegal contact. Now, I wonder if it's going to go the way of like college basketball because I'm a big college basketball better. And I start, I don't just start for the tournament. I'm going November throughout the mm -hmm. full season, these holiday tournaments. And you see these fouls get called because the hand checking, oh. they want to get away. They want to do the freedom of movement, quote unquote. And they're uh, paraded the foul line. By the time some of these official Aiden crews though get to January, they're like, "Screw it, <laughs> just let go." You know, we're we're not going to call every little ticky tack foul and have three hour college that's... basketball games that are supposed to be in two hour windows. So maybe that's the way it goes around week five, week six. I'll be interested to see. But I look at the biggest liability for defensive player of the year, and it's a conversation I had a little bit yesterday with Amal Shaw, and it's about Micah Parsons being the biggest liability, and I get it. At nine to one, because I look at this kid and I go, mm -hmm. year one, he exceeded every expectation down a big D. And you never want to say he's the second coming of LT. But this boy, they they put, yeah. put the hand down in the dirt, they stood him up. It didn't matter. Mm -hmm. All he did was make plays. Kept his ass out of coverage, which I think was a good idea based on what we saw. You know, a rookie, it takes yeah. a while. And you know, against Tampa Bay, remember in that opener where he kind of looked lost and it's right. like no, you got this dude to go kill the opposing you go quarterback. go get that quarterback yes. and wreak havoc. That's, that's what he does. You look at the sack prop of 10.5, barring injury, you have to play that over, don't you, in 17 games? Yeah, I, I certainly wouldn't be playing the under necessarily no. here. Obviously, injuries are something that is going to be a concern long term, and uh, you know you got to keep this guy on the field. Uh, by the way, the favorite for this award, defensive player of the year, Miles Garrett, TJ Watt, and then Aaron Donald, Micah Parsons, you know, the usual, the defensive mm -hmm. linemen. So who gets ignored now are kind of like linebackers and secondary guys. So uh, that's where you can kind of go down a little bit. Once you get to like Derwin James at 40 to one or Ramsey or somebody like that, not that I'm endorsing those plays, no. but keep that in mind. The market is definitely showing a bias for pass rushers and defensive linemen. No question about it. Uh, do you believe in the hard knocks bump? Well, I believe it does get bad, and I talked about it the other night with Matt Brown here on Primetime Action, is that people like to bet those hard knocks teams. They love it. And you get a little bit of a tax. Even in the preseason, you saw it. They went up to three against Atlanta. Atlanta got the win. You know, Desmond Ritter threw a late touchdown, I think, in the final mm -hmm. minute. But you do kind of get that. And look, I'm not against some of the people that have come on this network to say, hey, the Lions are going to be better this year. I think they are. They're going to play hard. I actually like them in week one against Philadelphia. As do with I. With some four and a halves, and maybe Philadelphia will keep getting better. Maybe you got to get it now because you get that hard knocks bump. But, you know, the Lions are going to be tough 
on both sides of the ball, I think, in the trenches, on the offensive line and the defensive line. They're still a little short on skill positions. Jamison Williams, who they drafted out of Alabama, still recovering from that knee injury. He's not going to be ready to go, at least for the first couple weeks of the season. But I do think Detroit is going to be a little bit improved. I don't know if I necessarily want to bet Dan Campbell at 12-1 to because I think more often than not, you got to have a winning season. And I'm not sure Detroit, they may go over that win total, but I don't know if they're going to have a winning season as of yet. I'll tell you what gets my attention, too. When I look at the win total of 6.5, juice to the over, mm-hmm. minus $1.25. dollar twenty-five. a lot of support for the Lions. A lot of the numbers guys, a lot, a lot of the PFF, the pro football focus guys. Yeah. I know Eric Eager is a, re- uh, is a regular guest here. He has been touting the Lions all summer long. And, uh, you know, Last year they were through what were they three and thirteen or three and you know but they were close I yeah mean, they got beat but by they Justin didn't get Tucker. blown out in a lot of games right. except for that Philadelphia game Ooh. which is another reason why I like that week one I'm like they're going to remember forty four to six for sure I will say this they would be the prohibitive favorite Detroit would if you had the coaching staffs play football against the other coaching staffs mm-hmm. they got all oh former- Dan Campbell would be one of the first draft picks in a fight of course he'd be amazing uh, when we come back we got drama right now we we're retied up again if that's a word which it is not at the uh, St. Jude Classic. We'll update those live golf numbers and update what's going on in the NFL as well. Come on back, Betting Across America on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. The college football guide is out now, and the NFL guide is coming in just a couple weeks. So start your football season off on the right foot with expert profiles of every team, including team trends, power ratings, over-under recommendations, plus best bets on season win totals, divisional finishes, and player awards. Remember, the only way to get access to this year's football betting guides is to become a VEASAN all-access subscriber. Sign up early, and for a discount of $175, you're going to receive the college and football betting guides along with full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or you can join us for just $40 a month and see everything VEASAN has to offer to up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all of your options to become part of the Sports Betting Network. Back alongside Wes Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. This is Betting Across America. We're looking at Will Zalatoris for a birdie and a take the lead. It's going to go uh, just buzzing by the hole. So he's going to have a tap in par as he finishes 17 mm-hmm. in the lead with Sepp Straka, who's pulled his T-ball here. And that's where we're seeing Willie's yeah. a, a, a sizable favorite right now. Yeah, we'll see what the adjustment is after uh, the birdie miss here. But Mullinax did bogey on 17, so now this is a three-shot clear for Zalatoris and Sepp Straka. Pretty much a two-guy tournament Feels right like now. It. So uh, waiting to see uh, BetMGM go ahead and price these. But uh, Sepp Straka, by the way, he is in the final pairing, so Zalatoris is one group ahead of him, so uh, we will wait and see where uh, Straka ends up. He did pull his tee ball to the left in the uh, rough. Always drama coming down the stretch every week on the PGA Tour, and drama right now in preseason. Mm-hmm. I believe we've reached the two-minute warning, and I believe the Vikings knocking on the door again. Remember, they settled for a 20-yard field goal. Oh, boy. If you have the Raiders' first half, you're like, just please kick it. Just just, just, mm-hmm. just, just don't score and kick it. There's Is there anything called a bad beat in preseason football? I don't know if you look at the numbers, certainly not, because the Vikings, 167 yards of total offense, 67 for the Raiders. Vikings absolutely pounding the Raiders wow. with the running game on this game. You know, you got a lot of safeties and a lot of corners making tackles, and 
you don't always want that. You want your front seven to uh, hold up, and it's certainly not right now for the Raiders. Vikings going to have first and 10 from the 11-yard line, two-minute warning. They're just about to resume play at Allegiant. All right, so we'll keep you updated there to see how that plays out because I believe everything is in the balance there for the first half total and the side as well. Mm -hmm. So we'll see how that plays out because, remember, right now 13 total points, so you kick the field goal, it stays under. Total total did go up to 20-and-a-half. There were, I think, a 20 at BetMGM minus $1.15. So, yeah, this did get get bet accordingly, though. So Vikings touchdown at least – depending on where you got your number, because that's where it's going to matter when you get your number. That's why with preseason, because everything that moves is basically information-based mm-hmm. in terms of who's going to play, you know, starters are going to play two series or starters are going to play in the second quarter or what the rotation is going to be quarterback-wise. So that's the really the key to preseason. It's just getting the information and betting that information as quick as you can. So you're probably just sitting there going, why are you guys kicking 20 and 23-yard field goals if you took the over? That's what you're thinking mm-hmm. right now. So if you got it at 20, you're hoping for at least a push here. It looks like Kellen Mond in the football game here for the Vikings. As Yes, it is Kellen Mond now under center for the Vikings. Yeah. So take that into account before you play those second Zalatoris in the fairway bunker at 18. He has not hit many fairways oh on this back nine. So now... Will Zalatoris minus a dollar twenty-five. Wow. Seps Rocket even money. That just dropped dramatically yeah, from a two fifty. Yeah, it's basically a matchup now because they're three shots clear of everybody else. Twelve under the low mark in the clubhouse. This Sep Straka is He's going to take his shot. second shot. He has to get it around some trees. He certainly does that. He oh, does a brilliant do, shot. Does get on the green. He wow. is going to have a look for birdie here. That might be about close to twenty feet, but nevertheless, that's a pretty darn good shot from where he was by that tree. And now Sep Straka, by the way, becomes the favorite. Minus 125, both okay. even money. We literally were looking at this in the break. It's over a minute ago. This is how mm-hmm. quickly the market adjusts where he was uh 275 favorite Wills Altoris mm-hmm. and now he's the underdog. Yeah, he's in the he's in the uh bunker here at the uh par four eighteenth. So just like that, a pretty good shot out of trouble for Straka and not a good T ball from Wills Altoris, and he has not been good off the tee no. really here in this second round. I'm just trying to look at the numbers. Uh Gaining on approach, uh, leading the leading the tournament in terms of overall on approach, and second today, gaining two point eight five strokes wow. with his irons, but losing off the tee, he's lost almost a stroke off the tee today. Uh, again, we're not trying to beat the beat the horse here for Will's out horse, but at some time, man, you got to break through in mm-hmm. the PJ Tour. It does not get to be a better. Yeah, you've outlasted everybody else, and then yes. you have Sepp Straka, who's I don't want to call good him player. I don't want to call him a journeyman. He's in his early thirties, but solid player. Just but got not, his first win, right? If this just is, got his first win, right? This is Tony Finau. This Cam Smith. Remember, he beat, he beat me at the uh, at the uh, Honda when I had Shane Lowry. Oh yes, uh, with the there rain. for the win. Yes, in the rain at eighteen. Yes, yeah. And Shane was not happy that they made no. him play in that mud on that mud course. That's what that was. Uh, let's talk a little Major League Baseball. I know you had some numbers, I believe, you wanted to update on MLB. Yeah, we'll get some scores okay. uh, as well. We've had a couple more go final. Uh, Mets, r- get, how about that? 6 yeah. nothing over the Yeah, Phillies. Mets, a nice 6 nothing win. Uh, Philadelphia, by the way, was without Schwarber this weekend, yep. still without Bryce Harper. They've been playing pretty good ball. They're right in the thick of the wild card chase. I, I think the division... This late, I think into August, it's, probably out yeah. of reach at sixty three and fifty. But nevertheless, six nothing for the Mets over the Phillies. Uh, nice game from Chris Bassett. Good five innings, so they get the win. Reds eight to five over the Chicago Cubs. Both teams obviously well out of contention. White Sox do get a win five to three. Lance Lynn's been kind of pitching a little bit better. Went six innings today. Gave up five hits, two earned runs, and seven strikeouts. So. 
they get to win. And look, you got to beat the Tigers. You got to beat these bad teams if you want to stay yeah. in this race. You're going to get the chances. Kansas City ends the Dodgers' 12-game winning streak four to nothing over the Dodgers. And those are all the final scores in terms of the ones that are in progress. Five to three Rangers, bottom of the eighth over the Mariners. Seven to three Diamondbacks over the Colorado Rockies in the bottom of the seventh. Five nothing Giants over the Pirates. Pirates batting in the top of the fifth. And then three to two, bottom of the fifth, Halos over the Twins. I don't want to say, because you know me and you and I have worked together enough now over the last year. Regular season, I get when you take points. I do. The Vikings are the king of the 20 yard field. This is just nailed a 23 yarder. Mm-hmm. So if you had the Vikings first half, you're, you got to be kidding Yeah, me. Raiders were laying three, basically minus 20. I think there might have been a rogue three and a half out there. So uh, uh, Vikings taking the points. Uh, if you had the uh, over or if oh. you had the uh, Vikings taking the points, uh, wow, I guess. Uh, look, uh, got to get the momentum early in the preseason, uh, apparently. A 20, I don't know. A 20 and a 23-yard field goal for the Vikes as they trail 10 to 6. Raiders will get the football here yeah. just over a minute to go before halftime. I, that just surprises me. When you have a new head coach, mm-hmm. Kevin O'Connell, again, it's... Yeah, it's, usually it's, it's kind of like go, 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 right. go, go. And I get it. It's meaningless football, but I just don't know. Kellen Mond, like, he needs these opportunities on the fourth and mm-hmm. goal situation mm-hmm. to see if he can do it. We know that Joseph can yeah. kick a 23-yard field goal. Yeah, I mean, like, like, what does it matter? Yes. You want to get looks and situations for some of these guys because they might be plugged into that situation at some point if you get an injury to a starter. I, I'm sure if you had the Vikings first half, you're just going, what in the world are we doing here with these 20- and 23-yard field goals? Back to Major League Baseball here very quickly. You mentioned, say, the Phillies. You don't want to play the Phillies in the NL East, right? Because mm-hmm. it just feels like at this stage, the Metropolitans or bust, and I don't see them busting anytime soon. You know, you look at this Cy Young Awards, and that really does intrigue me here, certainly uh, in the American League, because it feels like Justin Verlander, we're going to give the advantage to the old guy. Dylan Cease feels like he's been the best pitcher in the American League. Yeah, He's 2-1. to one. Uh, Verlander's minus $1.50. Is there any way this gets flipped here in the last month? It could because, I mean, if the White Sox, especially if they finally turn it around right. here. And, uh, you know, they're supposed to be the best team in the Central. They have not been all season, but you're kind of waiting for these guys. But the guys that at least have kept them alive is Dylan Cease. Uh, right. Yeah, I mean, he's been tremendous this year. McClanahan was the favorite. He's drifted up a little bit as the Rays have kind of come back to earth, even though they're still very much in the thick of the wild card chase. But we know that the the thing with McClanahan is that 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 innings usage has been mm-hmm. very, very high. So that's something that I think is concerning is uh, the Rays, by the way, would be in the last wild card spot. They're a game and a half ahead of the Twins and now the Orioles. White Sox currently two back. But Verlander, I think, is going to get a lot of credit because he's on the, you know, closer to 40 than he certainly is to 30. Right. Coming off Tommy John and being as good as he's been. So I think you've got the rightful favorite right now. Everybody else, Otani, remember when he was like seven or eight to one, he's drifted up, obviously, as the Angels continue to lose. So, you know, tough to really find anybody to go in. I mean, maybe you take a shot with McClanahan. I don't know if I necessarily would. I'm with you on that. Uh, by the way, the Brewers, it's surprising. They were about two to one to win the division at the beginning of the year. Now the Cardinals are almost two to one to win that division in the NL Central. I, I, I hope you didn't see me grimace. I just watched Will Zalatoris sit out of that bunker mm-hmm. on 18. Tied for the lead with Sepp Straka. It didn't go well. I, oh, maybe it wasn't. Okay, wait. Yeah, yeah, that was Molinax. Okay. That was Molinax. Because I was going to say, oh, my goodness. Like, what are you doing? So, Willie Z, let me correct that. Because I thought it was Willie Z of the bunker. Uh, Z's ball is a little bit better. It's a little bit. It's still off the fairway. He's yeah. going to have to get up and down for par. 
uh, Mullinex was way, way right. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really mm -hmm. Z for a second. I was going to go, come on, dude. You got to be better than this coming down the stretch. So again, drama there. Sepstrak has got a, I believe he made par yeah. on 17. Yeah, Straka is now minus 165. Zalatoris plus 130 as he is still short of the green on 18. Woo! It's hard to win the first time. Mm -hmm. I think Will Zalatoris is showing that. We'll update those numbers and uh, see what else is going on. We're not yet to halftime there. Uh, out here in the desert with the Raiders. We'll update that as well. Come on back. Betting Across America here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare all of our podcast options This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you're going to earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk free tokens. Point a trip to Vegas will convert those BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resort properties located in the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligible restrictions to apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly if you have a problem. Them, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Wrapping things up here on Betting Across America with West Reynolds. I am Dave Ross. JVT coming up next with the football betting guides. Now, we do have drama right now, big time. And even doing a great job of updating the people on the live numbers, it's like a stock market every Sunday mm -hmm. here on the PGA Tour. And these numbers have flipped. Will's out Torres 10 minutes ago is about a 275 favorite. Now I believe he's down to almost even money here. Is he's got a par putt of about 10 feet. Yeah on 18 that he desperately needs to make. Yeah, Sepp Straka, by the way, uh, right of the 18th fairway. So uh, 125 on the minus side for Straka, mm. even money for Zalatoris. He'll wait for Molinax to uh, clean up, who's kind of made a little bit of mess here yeah. at 18. He's got a longer one for par, and then Zalatoris will try his 10-footer. And the good news for Sepp Straka is he can see. He's waiting mm -hmm. now to hit his approach shot on 18. He's going to know, what do I need to do? Yeah, that's he's going to he's, he's, Yeah, he's got to wait for him to putt. And, right. and, if, and if he misses it, then he's like, Play okay. center of the green, right. Yeah. That's going to be the thought process. Yeah, you know, play it pretty conservative and uh, just don't make bogey. So we could be headed to a playoff 
at the St. Jude. Uh, we might not uh, be able to wrap that up for you here on the air, but we'll certainly let you know if Willie Z makes this putt. We do have a game tonight in Major League Baseball with the Yankees uh, against the Red Sox. Michael Walker taking to the bump against J- Jameson Tyon of the Yanks. And right now, you're looking at it here. Uh, Yankees small favorites about, what, $1.35 here on the run line if you mm-hmm. want to get juicy there, plus twenty for the Yanks. What do you make of this pitching matchup tonight? Yeah, Jamison Tyone has been really the model of consistency, I think, for uh, the Yankees as uh, Wills Altoris, by the way, does make that 10-footer. Wow, Maybe that's just... going to be the winner. Wow. Minus 275 oh. now for Wills Altoris. And two fist bumps. Yes. We'll, we'll get back to the Yankees and the Red Sox next I mean, too big. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of emotion from the Wake Forest product mm-hmm. here as he's trying to get his first PGA Tour win. So he's pumped up with his caddy right now. This is a new caddy, by the way. Fired the old. That 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 was big. That was huge. That was big Willie style. Now now, remember Willie Z was in that fairway bunker. Hit a pretty indifferent second shot. Pretty good chip to get it within makeable putt range, mm-hmm. which he just sunk. So Trey Mullinex, now he cleans up. So now the, set, the the scene is set for Sepp Straka. He's in the rough, mm-hmm. okay, off his tee shot here in 18. How do you play this if you're the caddy? We just, we've just we been talking a lot about caddy-player relationships here. You go, well, par gets me in a playoff. Do I have the gusto out of the rough mm-hmm. to give it a go? Water left. Yeah, I, 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 think, mean, I think maybe you got to take the shot here because I think if you're Straka, you at least know – I've advanced into next week because, of course, we do have a FedEx Cup implication. Right now, Sepp Straka would be third. I think he was 35th to start. So it's like, I'm well in position I'm good. I'm to, to not only be in the next week, but also to be in the Tour Championship because the top 30 advanced to Eastlake down in Atlanta in a couple weeks. So he knows he's in position, even if you know he comes up short and fails and drops a shot or two. He doesn't lose a lot of points. So I think he is absolutely going for this. No disrespect to the Live Golf League. But you don't get this. We, we've had this for weeks now. I mean, you look, I know it wasn't drama. close last week, but we had Tom Kim, a yes. 20-year-old who, you know, shoots 27 on the front nine. It's like you get the drama every week. I, I think Sepp Straka is going to hit this in very, very close here. He's he watching it closely, and there is water left. He's on the green, though. Wow. That's the important thing. He is going to have a look at birdie. That's probably going to be a little over 20 feet, but nevertheless... He couldn't ask for better That's there. That's pretty I think good out of the He's rough. happy with the two-putt, and let's see if he can go to a playoff. So, again, they, you know, when we talk about golf, we love golf. And so when we talk about the PGA Tour versus live golf, when you have that guaranteed money, you just don't get this kind of drama, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, Will's out, Taurus. You're going to see it all night uh, whenever you're watching your sports highlights. That's a lot of fist pumps. That's a lot of emotion out there. And I don't think you're getting that in the other tour. That, no, you're not. That's all we're going to say about that. So we'll be- find be- out. Because a lot of it is because they start on these different holes. It's like yeah. you don't know who's doing what. You don't get this head-to-head drama yeah. like we're getting right now with Straka and Willie Z. Crowd loves it. Let's see if we at least go to a playoff. Straka will have a chance to end it here in regulation. It'd be a, a amazing birdie yeah. if he can make it on 18. Minus 110, I believe, on both sides here at BetMGM. Woo! Well, so they're assuming two putt here, and we're getting a playoff. I mean, at that point, you got to favor Willie Z just because with the emotion of the yeah. great par save on 18 to get you in that position. You're right. Straka might look at it and go, I got to go for it now mm-hmm. and try to end this now instead of going to a playoff with mm-hmm. Willie Z. We'll see how that plays out. Back to the Yankees and the Red Sox here, but we got to wrap up in the yeah. emotion of that. Uh, you mentioned that Ty has been pretty darn good for the pinstripers here uh, as of late. Yeah, 17 and five in his starts are the New York Yankees this year. And he has been 
I think one of the more consistent guys you're anticipating, okay, is there going to be at least a little bit of regression coming? Uh, 11 and 2, by the way, in 22 starts. Uh, 395 ERA, 385 on the XBIP. So, you know, like we said, pretty darn consistent in terms of the numbers. Uh, Yankees, of course, have been struggling so far. 8 and 14 in the second Boy. half of the season, just 3 and 8 again in August. They've taken a couple by the way, from the Red Sox. One of the things that we got to figure out with the Yankees is who's eventually going to be that closer. And I think uh, eventually it might be the man from Cuba getting his job back, or oldest Chapman. He had a nice inning on Friday night. It was Scott Efros, uh, my guy from Indiana University, that closed out last night in Fenway Park. So uh, we'll <laughs> see. Clay Holmes, though, has been kind of struggling a little bit. He's been... I think fairly solid in the closer role throughout the year, but the Yankees musical chairs in terms of the bullpen continue. Meanwhile, you look at the Red Sox. Uh, I don't want to besmirch Tommy Pham because he's a very solid player, but when Tommy Pham is like your leader of your offense, mm. he, I, I don't know if that's what you want. He's been really the only guy that's been mashing the ball. Boston's been a bottom half of the league offense yep. the last two weeks. Pham's upped his game 50 OPS points. Has had three home runs ever since he was traded uh, from uh, Cincinnati. So, uh, you know, we're getting Michael Walker also on the line on, on the uh, mound tonight for the uh, Red Sox. Hasn't pitched in a month and a half. Did have a nice little rehab start in Worcester last week. Uh, good season, though, so far for Michael Walker. The fact that he's 6-1, and one, ERA just a little bit under 270. Red Sox are 9-4 and four in his starts. But you got to anticipate there's a little regression coming because he's 430 on the XFIP. So, you know, just looking at this, Red Sox trying to avoid that sweep. I don't really see a lot of value in the side. Small lean to the over, though, and it depends on where you get it. You can get it, I think, at $9, or $1.25, juice to the over. I think there's some regression coming from Waka. And I also think the fact that that first start off the injured list, I know he had a rehab start at AAA in Worcester, but... That first start off the injured list is usually a time when I like to go against a guy, and I think this could be the way to go against Michael Walker would not be necessarily through the Yankees' side, but through the over, and perhaps even looking at the Yankees' team total over if you don't want to go the full game over, if you think Tyone is going to be on point. So I'm looking at that team total where that's offer. It's four and a half pretty heavy juice, mostly at faraway places, about a dollar thirty-ish. So if you like the Yankees, maybe that pitching matchup too, you could think about the first five there. Now again, mm -hmm. uh, minus a dollar fifteen at BetMGM. If you like the Waka, maybe headed for regression, Tyon as good as he's been. $1.15, that could not maybe be a, a good way to look at it too, correct? Yeah, abs absolutely. So, uh, you know, there's if you don't trust ways. Chapman yet in the bullpen. Yeah, I mean, and then there's very various ways. That first five is a good way and various ways to, you know, play against a, a pitcher. If you don't necessarily want to go to a side, you can go team total or right. you can go, uh, you know, the overall total. Sometimes I'll bet the side through the total if there's a pitcher I want to fade. Uh, very quickly, back to the drama as we're wrapping up betting across America here in about 90 seconds to go. Sepp Straka is circling his birdie opportunity. This would be for the win. It'd be a second win on tour uh, this year for Sepp Straka if he could get this to go down. And it, it's a pretty good yeah. birdie look. I, yeah. I mean, it's it's you would think at worst he's going to a playoff with Willie Zalatoris. And Willie Z, by the way, for his own right, all smiles right mm -hmm. now, signing his card. Mm -hmm. uh, he is pumped up. He might not be in a minute, though. Uh, by the way, if they go to a playoff, it's 18-18. 
And then I believe 11, 12, and 18, depending on how many holes they have to go, if this is, in fact, a two-putt for Sepp Strzok, who, by the way, hit all nines and nine greens in regulation on the back nine, for including a very tough one. This is for the win, oh, and this is going to go by begging. the left side. So Sepp Straka, about a two-footer coming back. Expect he will make that. We've got a playoff in Memphis. you got to work on your golf voice, though, Wes. I mean, I like, what if we were out there, right? We'd have to be like this. Sepp Straka. For the win. Because I'm trying to no-sell it if I get kicked in the cods here and he would have made it. I'm trying not to I'm trying Show to play it, I'm trying to play it Show cool when I'm broken hearted on the inside if he would have made that damn thing. It did not go in. We're gonna go to a playoff barring. I don't think he's gonna gaff that little two-footer there. It should be a tap in uh for Sepp Strzok. I want to thank Mark Drumheller, uh, Rex Augard, I want to thank Elliot Bowman and Wes Reynolds, always a pleasure with you, sir, for Good the last three with hours. You. Appreciate you as always. Keep it right here. JBT's got you covered right next here on these in the sports betting network. This is VSIN, the sports betting network. Whether you're a novice or a seasoned. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare 